Hello and welcome to Socialism, the Marxist podcast from the Socialist Party. This week we are discussing the Paris Commune which took place 150 years ago. What happened during the event? Why has it been described as the working class storming heaven? Why did Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels have such an interest in the events of 1871? What was the relevance of the Commune to the leaders of the Russian Revolution almost 50 years later in a different part of the world? And what insight can the Commune of 1871 offer those battling the conditions of capitalism in crisis today? This episode of Socialism looks at the 150th anniversary of the Paris Commune, rich in lessons for revolutionaries. Today I'm here with Peter Taff, the political secretary of the Socialist Party, to discuss why the 150th anniversary of the Paris Commune has such particular importance for the world today. Hello Peter, it's great to talk to you. Yeah, and you? So Peter, let's get straight into it. We're celebrating the anniversary of a great event, but like many of the events in history, especially the history of resistance against exploitation and oppression, the Paris Commune is, I would say, shrouded in confusion, if not just subject to outrageous rewritings of its history. Can we start off by you telling the listeners, but especially those coming to this for the first time, a bit about what happened and why the events are so significant? Yes, I agree with your remarks, because the Paris Commune is not really known all that much. Even, I would say, amongst committed socialists, But nevertheless, it was a very important staging post in the development of the working class. It came out of a war between France and Germany. And actually, we see throughout history that often war is the midwife of revolution. And particularly, this was the case as far as the Paris Commune is concerned. It was really the first attempt of the working class to take power And there were many lessons from the Paris Commune, which Marx and Engels in particular, and later Trotsky and Lenin, drew lessons from in relation to the struggle today. So in that sense, the Paris Commune is a fresh example for the generation today, as we will show, even in relation to the movements that are taking place in the world today. So it's vital we understand the dynamics of the Paris Commune, of what the French workers attempted to do, if you like why they failed, and what mark they left on history. Brilliant. So do you want to go into the events at all? Yeah, well, as I say, the Paris Commune started because of the war between Napoleon III, not Napoleon Bonaparte, who was the head of state in France, with Germany, particularly with Prussia, with Bismarck, in the seat of government at that stage, and it resulted in a total defeat of the French in the course of the war. That defeat provoked national outrage in France itself, with the provisional government being formed. But the working class, who had always played a role from the French Revolution onwards, and I've written a book, as you know, on the French Revolution, in order to draw out the lessons. And France is the country par excellence of revolution and of counter-revolution. It's the classical country in that sense. So it gives us an opportunity to once more discuss and go into the examples of the French Revolution 
of also of all the events of the 19th century, but above all of the Paris Commune, because they're so rich as far as working people and the youth are concerned. The thread in all revolutions since the French Revolution was the attempt of the masses to take control, particularly to take control of weapons and accumulate them in their power because they learnt a lot since the French Revolution of the need to change the society and how important weapons were. Now just look at the programme of the Paris Commune. Its programme was a moratorium on unpaid rents, the requisitions of unoccupied housing, rescheduling of commercial debt, Things we could do with today. Exactly. <laughs> you, you stole the words from my mouth. They, they are as fresh as the time when they were put forward. Introduction of a minimum wage, prohibition of fines taken from wages, and prohibition of night work for bakery workers. It shows how fresh the Paris Commune was. In addition to that, the women were given the right to vote. By the way, that was taken away with the victory of counter-revolution. Mm -hmm and was only restored in the 1940s in France. So it shows you how advanced the Paris Commune was. The separation of church and state. The French masses, the peasants and the workers had learned how, how invidious is the role of the state and the role of the church and particularly when they're combined. Abolishment of military conscription and the disbandment of the permanent army. It is the armed people, said the communards who should be in control, in which defence is rested, election of their own officers, so on and so forth. But of course, the commune represented the people, and therefore it stood, if you like, for people or working class power, and that meant that state companies should be communalised, their management should be handed over to workers, they should elect all the representatives in the workplace who should be subject to recall. These are very advanced demands, which today the working class is not putting forward, but will, mm -hmm. in the enormous movement that will take place in the future. This is great relevance mm -hmm. to the revolutionary storms which are taking place in the world today, but also are there being prepared by the development of events. The abolition of military conscription and the permanent army, all of these are very advanced demands mm -hmm for the democratisation of society. Now the commune only lasted for 72 days, two months, and yet the living class struggle in the course of those days forced a colossal change where the great Karl Marx and Frederick Engels studied in action the events of the Paris Commune and actually the experience of the Paris Commune actually introduced changes into the Communist Manifesto. The only change that was carried out by Karl Marx in the Communist Manifesto was where they write about the state machine. Because the Communist Manifesto, written by Marx, and of course participated in by Engels, had a statement to say, well, the state machine is an oppression, is a weapon of the ruling class, the capitalists, the feudalists, all those who've gone before and will be used against the working class. But nevertheless, they still expected that when the working class would come to power, they would be able to lay hold of the state machine. Mm -hmm. But here, the Paris workers gave them an example of a new form of a state. Now, that's important. Mm -hmm. 
that socialism mm. and the class struggle is not whistled out of the heads of a few leaders, no matter how talented and able they are. Mm. It's shown in the course of the movements of the working class. And we are then compelled to study those movements, mm. learn from them, develop it into a form of a programme and the demands, which in a sense we give back to the working class. So the Communist Manifesto was changed by the living experience, if you like, of the working class in France at that time. Now France, population the majority, lived in the countryside. 40% were a kind of wage workers, but worked in small shops, even in Paris. It was a small proletariat working in the workshops. The commune, at the same time, represented all the healthy elements in the French society at that stage. And the measures that they came out with was an indication, really, of the developments that will take place today and will take place in the future in particular. The way that collective struggle produces exactly. ideas. No, I think that's really important what you said about Marx and Engels as well, because I think people tend to think of them as thinkers. But yes. you're making the point that they learned from the movement. Exactly. They were humble in a way, weren't they? Yeah. To, to One ounce of experience is worth a ton of theory. Yeah. They learned from the working class. We learn from the movements of the working class today. The commune was a marvellous prologue. Mm. That's the term that Trotsky used of the revolution of 1917 in Russia, mm. where the working class, and particularly its party, in the form of the Bolsheviks, learned from the Paris Commune, and Lenin and Trotsky never, ever hesitated to point to the Paris Commune, mm. and particularly on the election of all officials, mm. the right of recall, no official to receive more than a workman's wages, which was the demand of the Commune, a workman or a workwoman's wages, and it gave a living example, really, of the socialist revolution in the 19th century. That's why Trotsky said it was a prologue mm -hmm. for the revolutionary upheavals of the 20th century and beyond. And should we go on to that then? Because, you know, the Paris Commune is described as workers storming heaven, but we would also say that the 1917 Russian Revolution, which you just mentioned, was the greatest event in human history so far. Yes. And workers entered the scene of history, took power, and for a short period started to build a new society. So if you want to develop that point, really, it'd be good, I think, about how Trotsky and Lenin did absorb the lessons of the Paris Commune half a century later in a completely different country. That's right, that's right. And in a peasant country in Russia. Exactly. But nevertheless, Marx and Engels emphasised the role of the working class mm -hmm. as the leading force in a revolution. The arming of the working class under the Paris Commune mm -hmm. really made despotism and dictatorship undermined that power mm -hmm. and prepared the working class for really the idea of them becoming the arbiters or becoming the rulers of society. The Paris Commune was based particularly on the independence of the working class. Trotsky makes the point, following Marx, that there's always a tendency of working people up to then, and even to some extent today, not to recognise their own power, mm. but to look towards other people, towards other so-called allies. Mm. The Paris Commune represented the working class. It was the first workers' government in history. Mm. But why did it fail? It failed because it didn't have what Russian workers had in 1905, even though the Russian Revolution of 1905 failed. 
not because they didn't have a revolutionary party. A revolutionary party is absolutely crucial mm. for the development of the working class and particularly of taking power. Mm. But the Russian working class, it was the first dress rehearsal for them, the overture, if you like, mm. to the splendid movement of 1917 and the world revolution that developed from that. Mm. But above all, the Paris Commune, particularly in the writings of Marx and Engels, was based upon the independence of the working class. Mm. Unlike in previous upheavals, it wasn't that the working class or the peasants fought and then handed power over to the educated people from above. This was the working class in action taking power and improvising, developing, imagining new forms really of the state because they couldn't lay hold of the ready state machine. Mm. And that's why when in 1917, before the revolution, Lenin basing himself upon the works of Marx and the experience of the Paris Commune, said the task in Russia, as it was in France, but it was not carried out in France completely, was to smash the state machine, mm -hmm. the old state machine, the capitalist state machine, and create a new state machine with workers' democracy, which was the precondition for taking power. Mm -hmm. The other lesson of the Paris Commune is they did not have their own independent party. What is absolutely crucial, as we'll come to, is the organisation and the development of an independent party of the working class. You can have all the factors in the socialist revolution where the working class is prepared to go to the end. Mm. The middle class is looking towards the working class. The ruling class is split in different factions. Mm. But if you don't have the working class with a party at its head and a leadership which recognises the opportunity and says so and tells the truth to the working class, then that revolution, as the experience in this century has shown and the last century has shown, will mean that we look back on the failures of what could have been, and to a certain extent, that was the case in Paris in 1870-71. But the big thing that came out of the Paris Commune were the lessons that were drawn by the great leaders, the great teachers of Marxism itself. Revolution followed war. The Paris Commune was really, as I said before, based upon the independence of the working class, but it was very instructive as well that the Commune began by confirming the election of foreigners to the ruling body of the Commune. It showed the internationalism mm. of the Commune. And therefore, it was the first attempt at a workers' government. We should hail all the positive features in the Paris Commune, and particularly the glimpse of the new society. You mentioned storming heaven. Mm -hmm. That was a phrase of Karl Marx. Mm -hmm. He pointed to many of the deficiencies of the Paris Commune, but he used that phrase to describe the immortal French working class that they attempted to storm heaven mm -hmm. and laid down a tradition. I've written a book on the French Revolution in which we draw on the lessons of the French Revolution and the subsequent events in France. France, because of the Paris Commune and the French Revolution, is the country par excellence of the class struggle being fought toward the end. What I've said already on the question of the state machine, mm. the organisation that was formed by the proletariat of Paris was not a normal constituent assembly or a normal legislature. Mm. It combined the actions of the legislature with the executive of the ruling class itself. It combined both features. And that's why it was the real power in society. Brilliant.
So, you know, we've looked at some of those theoretical conclusions of the study of the Paris Commune, and actually the point that you make about Revolutionary Party is the importance that we're able to deliver these lessons to today, isn't it? To be that memory bank of the working class. We've looked at how they were applied to the Russian Revolution, but that was 100 years ago. The Paris Commune was 150 years ago. The world has changed. Now you described some of the conditions for revolution, and I think people can see how some of those conditions exist today. But are these ideas relevant to what is going on in March 2021? Absolutely. I'm thinking of Myanmar, but I'm also thinking of the protests over the weekend about the right to protest. Exactly. How is the Paris Commune relevant to the young people, the workers, the unemployed people without a future in front of them? looking to fight back to fight for a future? Well, let's put it like this. The workers and the youth of Myanmar, have it in my notes here, they, above all, should really gain by the study of the Paris Commune. Mm. And what didn't happen sufficiently, but one thing that did happen, is the communards armed themselves. Mm. Now, what we see in Myanmar today is the best of the youth actually organising, some of them going abroad, Many of them discussing how they can overthrow this cowardly and rotten dictatorship, this army. Mm. How can they acquire the arms in the course of the movements itself? Mm. And all the lessons of the Paris Commune and the Russian Revolution Mm. are relevant to what is happening in Myanmar today. Not tomorrow, but today, as it's taking place on the streets and in the factories and in and around the workplaces, because this rotten regime in Myanmar, which, by the way, at one stage considered itself, I'll put it in quote, socialist, because mm-hmm. it took over mm. a big section of industry and really was moving, we thought at one stage, moving in the direction of China, which had a state plan of production, but a one-party totalitarian regime. Mm-hmm. And you that's need what, democracy, don't you? Yeah, you need the control. democratic <laughs> control to stop a greedy elite developing not just under capitalism but under a so-called socialist regime which is a Stalinist regime, a one-party regime, we stand for workers' democracy, election of all officials, right of recall, all the things that we saw in the glimpse in the Paris Commune. Above all, the workers and youth in Myanmar, many of whom have gone abroad and in today's papers are talking about, we've had the demonstrations, this rotten regime This bloodthirsty regime is prepared to shoot us down in the streets. Not just that, but go into the homes Mm. and in the districts of workers and execute workers and so on and youth. Mm. And we've reached the situation where we have to fight back. Not just a peaceful petition, which they will deal with with contempt. They need, first of all, a party. Mm. That's what was missing Mm. in the Paris Commune. As Trotsky and Lenin constantly harp on about, And as we draw attention to today, if the workers of Myanmar, and by the way India, Mm -hmm. and all the whole of Asia, but let's just take Myanmar, if they were prepared to form a party, even to improvise a party, then they should proceed to arm themselves, not with petitions, not peacefully holding up their hands, but arm themselves. Where would they get those arms from? By attacking the army as they have done heroically taking the arms off them and improvising a workers' army, a Red Army, democratically controlled by the working class to take power in Myanmar away from these bloodthirsty fiends. Because that's what they are. They will shoot people in the back. They don't care. They think they've got the benediction, the support of China. 
if Myanmar, which is a population of 50 million, it's not to be sneezed at, mm -hmm. that can spread to the whole of Asia and you could have the movement of the revolution in Asia as a whole. It just doesn't apply, however, to the neo-colonial world. It also applies to Britain. And what we see there happening on the streets and so on is the way the new generation are objecting to the heavy hand of the state. In the case of women, for instance, the scandalous position of the police in relation to the recent events of also what's happened in Bristol in the last couple of days. We don't approve of nihilistic violence, even against the police. It's a question of controlling the police, of democratic control, of making sure the labour movement at least goes back to the position of the past where you had watch committees that had democratic control of the police. We think that that should be done in relation as the first step but above all, it shows the frustration of the youth. Look at the mess that Johnson and world capitalism has made of the situation today. Where, for instance, you have vaccine nationalism, which is a horrible insult to the peoples of the world. That demonstrates the nationalist ambitions and degeneration of the ruling class. It's inevitable on the basis of capitalism. They're more interested in their own prestige rather than the health of the working class and of the youth and that's what fuels the outrage that we've seen on the streets of Britain and there's no way that they can solve that. They are unloading responsibility for this crisis onto the shoulders of the working class and the youth. The number of homeless, the number of people who can't manage, the number of immigrants who are on the borders mm. of America at the present time where even they're trying to force Biden mm. Even to stop that flow into the US itself. I don't think they'll succeed, but they're trying to embarrass Biden on this question. What's wrong with the Democratic Socialist Confederation? First of all, of Latin America and Central America, and then, of course, the link towards a Socialist Federation of the world. But to achieve that, we need to organize a party, and once more a party, and again a party, as Trotsky pointed out when he commented on the Paris Commune. They could have fought a tremendous battle, and they did. They tried to storm heaven, but they did not have a party which was able to draw the lessons and give it back to the working class in the form of a programme. And then, having carried through the revolution in France, go on to talk about the European revolution, first and foremost in Germany, and then, of course, to the rest of the world. After all, that's what the Russian workers did in the 10 days that shook the world. It was Lenin and Trotsky who said, we take power in a largely peasant country, a so-called backward country, with a limited development of industry. We take power there, we create a democratic workers' state, which they did, election of all officials, based upon the experience of the Paris Commune. No official to receive more than the average wage of a worker, again, a demand that was raised in the Paris Commune. Freedom of all parties, who accepted the socialist change to compete for power in the Soviets, election of all officials and so on, and that resonated throughout the world. It had an effect even in America. If you read John Doss Passus's book on USA, it gives you a glimpse of the effect it had in the most advanced capitalist state, that is the Russian Revolution. It shook the whole of Europe, something which the French workers did in the Paris Commune, but to a limited extent. It didn't develop along the pattern of the way it developed in Russia. And therefore, that could have become the beginning of the transformation of the world situation 
of the creation of the elements of socialism. We wouldn't have had the horror of the Second World War and the horrors of capitalism in the neo-colonial world or the horrors of homelessness in the most advanced industrial society that probably humankind has ever seen in the USA of a program on the television where the homeless are living in the cracks in the highways. It's an abomination. It's condemned out of its own experience and out of its own mouth. And therefore, this is the relevance of the Paris Commune. The worst thing to happen would be to get out the flags, the red flags even, and celebrate the Paris Commune. We have to learn from this event. The youth in particular. I've been at this all my adult life and we've created a party which has had a huge effect. We didn't create the Paris Commune, but we removed Thatcher from power. As a result of the poll tax mass opposition we created and the movement in Liverpool. And look at the sorry state that the Labour movement is in today because of this abomination, this excuse of a leadership of the Labour Party that stands with the Union Jack alongside them, mm-hmm. Keir Starmer. Mm-hmm. That's not what the Communards did. No. All those years ago, they put forward the idea of all the international people in France who wanted to participate in the Commune, they should be allowed to. None of this narrow nationalism, mm-hmm. but an international movement of the working class. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you very much. I think that will really give people an approach to the Paris Commune and its relevance today to understand it, to study it. I mean, is there things that you would recommend people read or go into? To Well, to read Karl Marx's The Civil War in France, and particularly, again, the introduction by Frederick Engels. They were joined at the hip politically and scientifically and so on. Of course, our own material. Absolutely. The book that I've written, I might humbly suggest. There are other things which are out of print. There's a very good pamphlet with the SWP in America, not the British SWP, but the classical Trotskyist that's dimmed. There's many things that we can learn from. I wouldn't recommend to go to any other organisation which has as much understanding or as little understanding of the events of 1870 as they have of the world today. In my experience, we have not met anybody yet. doesn't say it wouldn't develop in the future that has the clearest programme or as clear a programme as the Socialist Party has. And one of the things that the Paris Commune showed, that's why I mentioned that the only body which accepted that people from another nation participate in their deliberations on the revolution, the only organisation that does that was the Paris Commune. Mm-hmm. But we are not just narrow nationalists in Britain. Mm-hmm. Socialism is international or it is nothing. Mm-hmm. It is a struggle that takes place worldwide. We are conscious of this movement. That's why we created the Committee for Workers International. Mm -hmm. It's very small in relation to forces, but very powerful Mm -hmm. in relation to ideas. And ideas, once they capture the minds of the masses, becomes a material force. Mm -hmm. An immortal phrase in the French Revolution of 1789 and following was when the masses in Paris marched to Versailles, which was the seat of the government with remnants of the aristocracy. Mm. And the slogan was, Tremble, you tyrants, the people are coming. And I say to all the capitalists, and to all of those who appear to be sitting pretty, to all those who've lost faith Mm -hmm. in the working class and the labour movement because of the drop in organised support, it seems, Mm. the conditions will create the same situation amongst the working class here and worldwide. And we say, tremble you tyrants, you capitalists, 
you people who are growing fat on the land, you landlords, big landlords who are growing fat on the misery of working people. The people are coming. The working class is coming. And we are going to create, if not in my lifetime, then in your lifetime and in the generation, I hope, that's listening to this, create a world, a democratic socialist Britain, linked to a democratic socialist world. That's the thing that we should keep clear in our mind on this anniversary of the Paris Commune. Bravo. Thank you very much. That's brilliant. Socialism is produced by the Socialist Party, the England and Wales section of the Committee for a Workers' International. Today we heard Peter Taft speaking to Sarah Sachs Eldridge and I'm Theo Sharif. This episode was edited by Nick Hart. You can find further reading in the notes in your podcast app and at socialistparty.org.uk forward slash podcast. If you want to get in touch, email socialismpodcast at socialistparty.org.uk. Do you agree with the ideas of the Socialist Party as we've raised here? Now is the time to get in touch and find out at becoming a member. Apply to join at socialistparty.org.uk forward slash join. If you live outside England and Wales and want to join the fight for socialism in your country, contact the Committee for a Workers International by visiting socialistworld.net. Socialism the podcast relies on funding from our members and supporters. We have no big business backers or adverts, which allows us to maintain our political independence. Can you help fund this podcast? You can make a regular donation or a one-off payment at socialistparty.org.uk forward slash donate. Till next time, solidarity.